0: Listening to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. On UPRN Talk Radio, FM 107.7 in New Orleans and FM 105.3 in Mississippi. If it's unexplainable, we're talking about it. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, we cover everything where the unknown becomes the known. And, and, now,
1: and now, here's your, your host, host, Jenny, Jenny Nicasio. Nicasio. Hello, New Orleans, on FM 107.7 in 105.300 point, Mississippi, streaming everywhere around the world. I'm Jenny Nicasio, welcoming you to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Tonight, Chasen Prophecy goes into the vast universe where stars and planets dance to the timeless rhythm of cosmic forces. There's a language, an ancient language, a profound language. This language is the language of the astrology. So hold the keys to the understanding, not just our personal path but also the larger, often bewildering. Movements of the world. Tonight we're going to be honored to have again on Chasing Prophecy a master interpreter of the celestial language. Okay, he's the renowned astrologer Jeff Harmon, and with us wisdom gleaned from the stars, into the vast universe, into the unveil of what the heavens have to say and the stars have in store for us for this year. So not all good, maybe not all bad, but we're going to go there and we're going to go to the crossroads with the world to see what he has to say. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. All right. Hey, Jeff. Good to How have you, you on again. Good. How are you doing? Do you have a good holiday? Good year? Yeah, 2023? All right. yeah. Good, good. I'm so glad to have you back on the show.
0: Yeah, still breathing, even with the chemtrails. I love it. So,
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, really? Well, we have a lot to talk about because there's so much stuff going on. And uh, and you're the one who is going to tell us. I don't know. Is there any bad stuff going to happen? So we'll figure it out. So let me go ahead. I have a lot of questions for you tonight. So let's start off by letting everybody know in the chat, if you have a question for Jeff please feel free to post them and we'll get to you as soon as possible. Um, Jeff, tell us a little bit how you got involved at this first for people who who don't know who you are.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, That was a long time ago. Back in the mid-70s, I was driving and um, my mother would tell me about girlfriends, you know, and I she'd, she'd be extremely accurate. And I said, finally, I, I asked her, I said, what are you doing here? I said, you know, how, how can you be so accurate about these different girls that I go out with? And she says, well, I got their chart. And I said, what do you mean you, you got their chart? And she said, well, I have their astrology chart. I said, come on, that stuff doesn't work, right? And she says, well, you better check it out before you knock it, and I did. And I have to say, we, this was BC, of course, before computers, so we were doing everything by hand and uh, it was really kind of exciting to learn astrology that way and the more i went into it the more i went wow there's really some efficacy to this it's not just a bunch of love light and clueless sun sign stuff and she she actually was really getting into the older type of astrology and then you know when the computers came around which was late 70s early 80s we had a lot of fun because we could calculate quicker and faster and see more things and um, and then I had a studio all through the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. and we were doing all kinds of production work in different areas of the entertainment business. And I was always looking at people's astrology. And then I started branching out and getting into all kinds of things with different religions and the mm-hmm. Kabbalistic stuff, the Hermetic stuff, the Vedantic stuff, and on and on and on. And it never ends. I'm I'm still... I, the more I, I learn, the less I realize anyone's ever going to know, including me. And uh, it's very humbling. But it it proves the universe is an interactive consciousness with all of us. And when you mm-hmm. look at the ancient types of astrology, particularly the Vedic, the Nadi, and the traditional Egyptian track up, it's stunning. It, it's so accurate. It's creepy. It's absolutely amazing.
1: So what kind What's of astrology... You do? Do you do? Is this is there? Is there? Is this a certain one? Is, well, you know, I use
0: I use kind of an eclectic approach. What I do is I look at Vedic astrology as a core system. And I use the also, the, you know, a lot of people say they do Vedic astrology, but Vedic astrology is kind of a pop term. In fact, a friend of mine coined that. He's long passed away, but that was chakrapani I don't know if you ever heard of him, but many people mm-hmm. have. He was quite well known. He came out of India and he was a good friend. And he might've been the guy who coined that phrase. He said, Americans are never going to know it you know, Jyotisha means. So we'll call it Vedic astrology. So Jyotisha is the real name of it. And Jyotisha is a strange word in Sanskrit and Tamil that actually means the science of the light of the soul. And my opinion is it truly is. And it's not, It's a totally different viewpoint of astrology from what I think modern astrology has evolved into. And that is that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience and we're not our astrology. The astrology actually may be a reflection of where the soul is Mm -hmm. at in what we call time. And I really believe that that's pretty accurate.
1: What, What do you see for the trends that you foresee in 2024?
0: Well, I mean, 2024... You know, it's, it's not just 2024. We're, we're in a p- position right now in the United States. And again, the reality is mirroring this. When you look at what's happening with this country and also the rest of the world, ever since COVID, you know, I was yeah. on a lot of radio shows and I remember back in like 2010, everybody kept saying to me, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? And I said, not a single thing. I said, I can't come up with anything with 2012. The world's not going to end. I said, watch out from 220 forward. Well, what happened? We had COVID. Not yeah. only did we have COVID, but we've had this literal, uh, you could say, psyops that has been enacted on the entire world. We're yeah. seeing the climate change ruse. We're seeing all this stuff. We're seeing them edge in with this new high-tech bioweaponry in all fronts. And also, uh, you know, mind control
1: uh, yeah. weaponry.
0: And it's very mind control. And what's happening is this particular year, so 220 forward was really the marker point uh, from a number of astrological standpoints. We had a very powerful Jupiter Saturn conjunction. Now, if anybody listening is familiar with astrology, you're going to go, well, so what? That happens every 20 years, right? Yeah. But it, every thousand years, We get a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the first what we call Egyptian bound of Aries. And that's exactly what happened back at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, right when the United States Constitution and Declaration was all being formed. And this really kicked off the Industrial Revolution. And for the outer worlds, it's pretty safe to say we went from horses and buggies and, you know, you know bloodletting to uh, some of the most sophisticated you know industrial advancement that we've ever seen in the outer world, at least. And now, on in two thousand and twenty, we had a two hundred and forty year cycle that brought in a high-tech revolution. It just happened to happen very close to the Saturn Pluto conjunction. Which always changes society. World War One, just to give you an idea what that one's about. Yeah. World War One and the Federal Reserve Act happened right near the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in 1913, 1914. And then about 38 years later, what do we get? You know, total change again. All, all the, you know, the, the World War II had just ended, all this stuff. And Nixon took us off the gold standard. I mean, we could go back through time and it's extremely Changing on society as each of these synodic cycles of astrology happen. Now, astronomers laugh at this stuff, but it's really astronomy. Ancient yeah. astrology is truly astronomy, and that's why I loved it, and that that's what piqued my interest.
1: So, give us a, give us a forecast for 2024. What you see? What, what do you like? There's so much going on. I mean, we have the UFOs, you mm-hmm. UAPs. We have the the congressional hearings. We have the election. Mm-hmm. We have I mean, we have some of the vaccine, um, all this information coming on, how the vaccine has harmed so many people. So oh, yeah. give, give, give it to us. <laughs> the good, you know, the I bad, mean, I, and I the would, other.
0: Yeah, and, and I've been talking about this a lot on my podcast. And I urge people, go to my podcast as well. Jeff Harmon, astrologer on YouTube. And we're also branching out on other platforms. But I talk a lot about this every week we come out with a podcast. And one of the things I've been speaking very heavily about for the last 6 8 months is the united states the country itself if we use the declaration of independence for the formation of this country the united states is going through a pluto return and it starts in february next month 2024 is when we get the sidereal pluto return happening 3 times throughout 2024 right at the beginning of 25 now you might say okay great what does it mean Well, Pluto returns, just to give you an idea what that one's about, the Roman Empire divided on the first one, and it completely decimated on the second Mm. one. So this is where empires rise and fall on Pluto returns. And the United States is just now in its 248th year. It turned 247 years old last July 4th. So now we are in our 248th year. Plain English. The synodic cycle, that's a fancy word. It just means how long does it take Pluto to go around the solar system? About 250 years. Well, we're right there. Not exactly, but it's 245 to 250 years. So the United States, let's take an accounting of how accurate is the astrology. They're flooding the borders. They're looting the treasury. I think it was Thomas Jefferson or George Washington said, if you want to really destroy a country, loot the treasury. What are they doing? They're totally looting it. The, the only one getting rich on this are the weapons manufacturers you know when we look at the wars that are going on and they're, now they're trying to deepen them and Biden he's just steering the the, the the vehicle right off the cliff right now Biden can't even you know find his yeah. way in and out of a room yeah if it's even him half the time which I, know, I don't think
1: really. it's embarrassing but,
0: but, you know, it's embarrassing yeah I he's guess. our
1: leader on shape you know
0: is, is he well I don't think presidents run this country. Uh, I really don't. And they haven't run it ever since probably, uh, I would say, uh, 1913, 1914 forward when the Federal Reserve Act kicked in. I mean, Wilson sold his country. And the the presidents are only in office four to eight years tops. And they're always following an agenda of the owners. George Carlin was right. Forget the politicians, folks. You have owners, they own everything. And it's not just Black Rock, Vanguard, and State Street. No. Well, those are the big three. That's but it's the awesome. owners above them. It's the bankers that run this place. The <laughs> and they carefully, the very carefully stay behind the scenes. And this is what's orchestrating all this. And um, the agenda is to dehumanize us. And yeah. I'm not so sure there isn't demonic and extra extraterrestrial as well as terrestrial forces involved with this. Yeah, spiritual
1: war, I believe too. Don't you agree that it's it's, it's, we're dealing with the demonic? It's it's just unbelievable, especially now with uh, all this stuff coming about. I don't know if you are. I know if you don't. I don't know if you follow all the stuff, all these sightings out there.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: No, it's like how do you know? I know you, you, you go by your astrology and you, does, does it say anything? Are we going to ever, you know, actually know who these entities are? I mean, is it ever going to come out? Are they. I
0: I think it's it's slowly (laughs) coming out. I think it's going to be spoon fed to us. You know, they, they, all this disclosure. I mean, I remember years and years ago, I'm good friends with, um, you know Stephen Greer and and uh, yeah. also okay. uh, what's his name um, Jim Delatoso and many people in fact during the Phoenix lights I was actually over there with Lynn Dr. Lynn Katai and um, Jim Delatoso were analyzing the footage at Village Labs this is back in the 97 I think it was and uh, 97 98 and um, oh yeah and I I've been having visitations and sightings since I have been a little kid you know I think my first Sightings uh, and experiences with this stuff was in the '60s, you know, and uh-huh. um, clearly, yeah. In fact, I—that's uh, before astrology. I was really into mysticism to begin with and when I was a little kid. I astral traveled, and I asked my mom, "How did I see this event happen prior to it happening?" She goes, "You yeah, astral traveled," so it was really, <laughs> really just, cool. Yeah, you travel and, <laughs> yeah so but but uh, in, in all um, you know I think I think we have had beings around us so when you, when you look at books like the um, the books of Enoch and many other secret texts that have been kept out of the canons of most of the Western religions, we clearly find that we're not alone I don't think we've been alone and you know I just put out a podcast about this when you look at the DNA structures, that are in all living things, it's very interesting because this gets into a lot of the ancient stories, particularly the Bible. We talk about the fall of the evil spirits, right? Lucifer falling, we hear all this stuff, right? The Garden of Eden story. Well, if you go into the Vedantic stuff, which is profound, like the Rig Veda and the Upanishads, we hear the same allusions to these same stories, the war in heaven, right? Everything was cast down. And when you look at life itself, many of the finest minds in science are here to tell us that they don't think DNA evolved. They think DNA just showed up. And all these amazing species, even though they they might evolve in certain directions, but it's not an evolution that created D- DNA. It's something really intelligent. And when you look at this, there's evidence that the reptilian DNA is right in us. It's a part of us. It's not yeah. all of us, but it's a part of us. It's
1: a part and of your brain, the, the, what's it called? Well,
0: it's the in the DNA strands. It's even shaped like a serpent. So, and look at the Cassidus in in medicine. You know, what is the cast? It's the snake wound, wound yeah. around. Isn't this interesting? And what do we hear in the Bible? Oh, you know, the, he was a snake, right? So, this yeah. snake. so um, And this is the same thing we see in astrology. This is why I love Vedic astrology, because Vedic astrology pays a lot of attention, not that the other ones don't too, to something called Rahu and Ketu. Now you might say, what the heck is that, right? Well, that's the moon's north and south nodes where eclipse points happen. Hmm. And I can tell you, every person I see who takes the pipe and exits this world as death as we know it, um literally has k two associated with Saturn, which is karma, and Rahu, the moon's north note, associated with Jupiter. See? So Saturn's karma, Jupiter is the blessings on the soul. It also rules the pineal gland and the third eye chakra. Wow. when you get these aspects plus Mars in certain positions, we're out of here. And we're all going to exit the physical plane known as death. You figure that one out. Let me know because um, I'd be interested. But um, the bottom line is um, we're, the, the astrology shows it's so accurate. It's creepy. And um, not, not that I spend time dwelling on when someone's going to exit the physical plane or death, yeah. but it's very interesting how the serpent, even the nodes eclipse points, serpentine around the earth like a snake from the North and South Poles can't make this oh. stuff up. Yeah. So we're, I always say, forget Trinity, Neil, and Morpheus. We are truly in a matrix of the soul and something very divine and something very intelligent is certainly keeping this all here. I always call the earth, the soul cauldron because I really believe it is um, the earth is a place where spirit manifests. And it's really interesting. Um, I've got a lot of YouTube videos that talk about this, where the sun is the seed, it's the circle. The moon is the crescent, which is the containment of spirit, and the cross, which is the earth. The cross represents sunrise, noon, sunset, and midnight, represents where spirit manifests. And this again gets into the four archangels, fire, earth, air, and water, which respectively is what? It is Michael, you know, Gabriel, Oriel, and Raphael. So very interesting stuff. And when you get into the ancient uh, documents in the Far East as well, you find the same deities. They just call them different things. So this mm-hmm. is really, uh, the earth is a very sacred place that I think is maintained by a lot of forces that are very secret, To us, and DNA seems to really be a reflection, a resonant reflection that we all have every living thing to the celestial influences. They're like portals, yeah,
1: portals. Yeah, we can get that's a whole nother conversation. Very, so yeah,
0: I mean, you, you, you talk to most quantum physicists, they'll say the same thing that we have. Literally, they claim the astral planes have 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions, all stacked upon one another, almost like Russian babushka dolls, if you will, in one sense. So there's no time; there's only experience. You know, we see our days and our nights and our months and our years and all that stuff, but it's really the astronomical phenomena of the rotation of the Earth, mm-hmm. right? The cycle around the Sun and the lunation of the of the Moon around the Earth. But it's, there's no time. Uh, there's time in these bodies. There's certainly time in this perception of reality. But there is no reality. There's only experience and perception when you really boil it all down, which is, I think, how our little friends get in and out of here through these wormholes and portals.
1: Yeah, they're coming in and out. That that just blows my mind how this is, it keeps on getting worse there's one after the other, these people that are seeing these sightings. But if you go back and you say like, there's time has, there is no time. So they were, they probably well, never time.
0: I, I just they think did. there's no, no real, there's time for us in this perception of reality. There's no question about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, try not paying like, your bills in the first of the month. You'll see how much. <laughs> <the first time. laughs> Drop well, a brick I on your phone. You'll see how real it is, right? But, but uh, you know, I mean, when you really step back and look at it, there's truly no time when it comes to soul and spirit.
1: No. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's no. It, like, they always say, like death. Um, they, they have people who have died and gone to the other place, wherever that is, if it's heaven or another dimension. Um, they have it. They have, they perceive like not time has not, it hasn't stopped. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like yesterday they died. But it's really today.
0: You know what I mean? It's like they don't. No, I get it. Totally. Oh, yeah. You know, I was working with a doctor many years ago. She was amazing. She passed away um, on the phone. Her name was Dr. Louise Ireland Fry. Many people may have heard of her. She wrote a book. I really encourage people to read this book. I suggest it a lot. It's called Freeing the Captives. She was a medical doctor who got sick and tired. Of prescriptions and surgeries, and said there's something ailing these people besides just what we can deduce in allopathic medicine. So you know what she did? Medical doctor, a lot of experience. She became a regressionary therapist, and she started adding that to her practice. Oh, wow. And in her book, "Freeing the Captives," she's got several books, wonderful books. She passed away a, a number of years ago, but um, in her late nineties, I might add. And what was so incredible about her work is the clinical studies that proved nobody dies and there's no time. She would get people who had schizophrenia or various other ailments, under hypnosis, and somebody else would start talking. Well, who are you? Well, I'm John. John, where'd you come from? I don't know. It's really crazy. I'm lost. We were floating down this river. We ran out of ammunition, and now I'm in this place. Nobody talks to me, and I, I'm angry. Well, John, you might be in my patient's aura, and you're disrupting her evolution and yours. Well, that makes sense because, you know, nobody listens to me. And all of a sudden, she'd get him to go into the light, and the patient would clear up. You see? <laughs> she, she found one boy who was impregnated into another guy. He was a cabin boy who apparently went on a ship back in the 14 or 1500s. I think it was the 1500s. It's in the book, if I get it wrong. And the ship sank. His mother didn't want him to go. He was just a kid. You know, he was, he was a water boy for the for the people on the ships. Back then, the sailing ships had all these people mm-hmm. that had to work on you know, still do. Anyways, the ship sank, and he didn't know it. He was on the astral plane. Four hundred years later, he's jumped into this person and didn't even know he was gone. There's no time.
1: No time. No time. No time. That's that's. It freaks me out. There's there's a lot of people talking um, in the well in the other chat from last week. We were talking about how do you know? Everybody seems to be in this funk. I'm in a funk. I don't know about you, but like today was really bad. It's like there just seems like there's something off. Like there's just I don't know if it shows in this, in astrology that there's you know how you go from um, we're in a retrograde and all that stuff. You know that stuff. Yeah, the Mer-
0: Mercury just went Mercury to me.
1: retrograde. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I don't know if that's is there anything else in there that in the sky and the stars is saying that there's a sh- there's a shift going on or there everybody's just seems like they're off like well they're I think what's off.
0: happened is not only do we have chemtrails painting the skies daily and I have to say they seem to do it more and more all the time uh, and they're doing it with different intensities and different things um, we've got 5g pelting us uh they're putting mri in our foods yeah. uh, we've got our loving governments uh, making sure that they they're shut down the economy.
1: <laughs> They're trying to kill us.
0: There you go. Clearly, um, like. we live in spite of it. Um, but you know, we've got to come back. You know, like I, I have been uh, drinking cayenne pepper uh, drinks with all kinds of you know lemon. Why are you and,
1: drinking cayenne pepper drink? What is this, what does that do? Oh,
0: well, that that helps knock out a lot of negative uh, energy, like flu really? energy. So oh yeah, cayenne pepper, pepper uh, apple cider vinegar. I've been water. Doing...
1: I should put some cayenne pepper in here, maybe.
0: Well, that and you want lemon. You want honey. You also want to get uh, a little dash of lemon in there, so you, you really spice it up. And now, what is
1: this? this is going to get rid of what?
0: Well, it tends to get rid of the funk that everybody's in right now. This, really this
1: does it? I'll have to try. Yeah. I'll have to do that tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You got to be careful because that stuff's strong. But start small, like an eighth of a teaspoon of. Maybe cayenne, even that's a lot. And then you you squeeze like a half a lemon in, you put some turmeric in there, crush it all up. You gotta boil this mixture oh, and you let boil
1: it, it first. Sit. Yeah, oh, you,
0: you let okay. it sit for about you know 10, 10 minutes, and then don't put your honey in until later because the honey will disrupt it. But you put the apple cider vinegar in, you put the cayenne pepper, you put the turmeric and the lemon all in this little concoction, you know, and then you let it sit there for a while. But yeah, I've got mine right here. See, this is oh, my, really? my but no yeah. Kind of, no oh yeah! Oh yeah! The flu is. What is that? Really
1: is enough. that stainless steel? What is that that you have?
0: Oh uh, no, it's a plastic insert, um, and it's just a little thermos. See. Oh, so, okay. I just keep so it. Do warm you keep it?
1: Do you keep it refrigerated, or do you, do you keep it? Well, out no,
0: I, I boil it and then I cool it off and then I, I drink it later. You know, it's can really you store re- it
1: in the refrigerator? Yeah, I mean, sure you can. Sure. You make a lot of it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean you- I I can't give anybody medical advice or herbal advice. Oh yeah, I know. If you're on meds, be real careful because this stuff's punchy, man. So, you know, and and you don't want to mix meds and and herbs like this. It's very dangerous. But as uh, long as people are clean and they're good and they're healthy, yeah, they could try it. But um, you, you kind of jump point? jump on the internet and read more about that. I don't want to be given false advice, yeah, but I can tell you I... for me, it works. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I I, yeah. I, I, mean, I have to try something because today was really bad. I just I was well. Really tired.
0: To answer your question, yes, there there's. A lot of funky energy. We just left the winter solstice. We just had a new moon. So things will start. It's always tough this time of year. See, right around January 17th, every year, we move into a Saturn period. See, there's seven 52-day periods throughout the year. The, the sun period begins at the spring equinox. It's called the law of seven. See, five and two is seven. You got seven holes in your head, seven days of the week. So the first 52 days is the spring equinox. The next, and that's when the farmers plant the seeds. The next 52 days is where the womb, which is the moon, now starts to nurture the seeds. Mars is the heat of the summer. Then you've got the next 52 days, which is the harvest, right, through August and September. And then you have the Jupiter period, which is the fall. Then you got the Venus period, which is the holidays, which is what we're just leaving right now. And now you go into Saturn for 52 days between the 17th of January all the way into March 21st, which is the spring equinox. So this is always a little bit tougher time of the year for most people. In the Northern Hemisphere, of course, in the Southern, the the water goes the other way and so does the seasons. But the the bottom line is, um, this is always a bit funky. I think what's so hard right now for everybody is where our friends at the top of the pyramid who don't like humanity are taking this world. They're really pushing hard right now to shut down Western civilization. I mean, let's take an accounting. They're flooding the borders, not only in the United States, but all over the world. They're looting the treasury. They're coming at us from every angle, increasing the cost of goods by taking the energy systems and depleting them without any viable replacements. You know, then you've got... I got to turn my camera back
1: on. Yeah, your camera died.
0: Yeah, it does that every 10 minutes or so. Um, And then you've got... um, you know the other stuff that they're pulling off through the food systems and the food chains it's it's a virtual attack on humanity it really is and it's very demonic will it win that's the the key i think the uh 2024 is going to be a really crazy roller coaster ride as we get into april and may in the sidereal zodiac we've got the moon's north node and mars lining up. In addition, we have a Mars-Saturn conjunction. Those are very dangerous. And what are we hearing? I mean, over in the Middle East and Ukraine, everything keeps ratcheting up. Did you know in Sweden, for the first time in a couple of hundred years, they're telling their people, well, you might want to prepare for war. Sweden sat out World War I and World War II. Well, guess what? They're telling their people now that they may have to deal with war. This is insane. You know, think about it. So this whole NATO-Russian alliance with the BRICS nation against NATO—pretty creepy. The yeah. owners want war; they make money. I think it was Rothschild said, "I make more in one day of war than I do in a year of peace." That's nice. Huh? I so, don't, don't care how many like people any, we kill. Make
1: like no yeah. sense at I all. Mean, people
0: are dying right now, and I don't care what side you're on. People are dying, and and this stuff is not good. I mean, peace is a way better way to resolve things and a more productive one than war. And I'm not going to take sides of who's right and who's wrong. It doesn't matter. People are dying. When you look at the modern weaponry that we have, it's pretty scary. And speaking of our little friends here that come in on the extraterrestrial scene, I have heard uh, for many years, commanders in very strategic places of the military, they've actually been told if there's ever an all-out nuclear exchange, they will intervene and stop it. They they won't allow it to happen.
1: Oh um, yeah, that's what they said. These extraterrestrials, they said they would stop it. Well, there's yeah. some of them, but this is supposed to be according to Stephen. Was it Stephen Greer that said there's like 67 different races? <laughs> A lot of
0: them. Yep.
1: <laughs> different. It's like how do you know which one it is? Is there has out of all of them there has to be some that are hostile? They can't oh, all be you hostile. bet.
0: I think there's terrestrial ones we don't know about that are very hostile. um, And they seem to be down underneath. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on on this planet right now that, and, and it's really kicked in strong ever since 220 forward. 220 wasn't just COVID, 220 was an era change. And a lot of astrologers are saying, oh, we're in the Aquarian age. I don't think so. Um, Does it seem like the Aquarian age to you? No, no. not like Um, the
1: song anyways. Yeah, right. I've been hearing
0: this crap since the 60s. (laughs) I remember when that song came. But uh, no, I think where we're at right now is we had a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in tropical Aquarius. That doesn't mean the Aquarian age. I, th- I think about 200 and something years from now, we just might ingress our solar system into the sidereal sign of Aquarius, but I don't believe it's right now. But yeah, I, I would say between now and 26, we are in an, a serious, serious transformation as to whether or not we're going to end up in a digitally imprisoned currency world and Mm -hmm. a very much global, you could say, um, you know, almost communistic situation, or we're going to see the United States prevail because the United States is under extremely powerful manipulative astrology right now. If you take just the U S alone, in February next month, not only do we begin the Pluto return, but we're completing a Neptune opposition, Neptune. And plain English on that one. Yeah. What deception. That uh, deception. Oh, That's what? a key word right there. Deception. This is where we are totally being hoodwinked, gaslighted, whatever words you want to use. It is master deception. Secondly, we begin the Pluto return three times throughout 2024. What is that? That's either the total destruction or it's the phoenix rising out of the ashes, but mm. you first have to get ashes. So this is a really dangerous time for this country. And I'm really concerned, you know, when the media starts telling you, oh, be afraid, folks, you know, we, we've got, um, you know, oh, the possibility of terrorist attacks. Well, I wonder why. They're literally funding this stuff to come in here. They're not just letting them across the border. The UN and the Biden administration's handlers, at least, are flying people in from all over the globe. You know, if you're destitute and you can't find food, how in the hell are you ending up on an airplane in first class or at least uh, a decent business class being flown wherever you want to go? You know, this is pretty scary stuff. And I've also heard rumors there's a place called the Maquiladora in Mexico, oh, wow. which was factories that our politicians who sold our factories out to them were manufacturing mm-hmm. all kinds of automobiles. Well, guess what? They now moved that to China here a while back. And there's lore, there's just a lot of um, terrorist stuff brewing in the Maquiladora, and they've tunneled underneath our borders. They don't need to cross them. They just yeah, tunnel right crazy. in.
1: Tunnel the ground.
0: Yep, And I I can tell you, this is a funded operation. And I think there's a war going on already between the globalists who want you and I and everyone else drawing breath to have microchips in our foreheads, digital currencies in our pocket, and the nationalists who want to keep the world or at least this country in sovereign, unique nations like we've been. And this is a war going on right now between globalism and nationalism. Sounds,
1: yeah, and, that's what Alex Jones says. Or...
0: And, and he's right. And anyone else saying it, David Icke saying the same thing, many others are. And uh, I, I absolutely believe this is where it's going. And uh, and, and where it's, it's already been like this. It, the war has been on here ever since probably 2019 forward. It wow. really has. And the uh, 220 is when it really became manifest and... Uh, We're there right now. The good news, in my opinion, is... Is
1: there any good news?
0: Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I, I think divinity always wins. These people have caused massive upheavals in the past. You look at the Tartarian people, what they've discovered, and how there was advanced pockets of civilization, and then it gets destroyed. Who's doing this? Who's doing this? You know, look at the stuff at Skinwalker Ranch. Look at so many other things. Yeah. And um, clearly this planet has had infiltration and attack on it throughout recorded history and definitely not recorded history. And what I always say is divinity always wins. Creation always wins because when you look at all this evil stuff that's going on, it never succeeds. And back to DNA, they actually say the fallen spirits which isn't just the devil. You know, usually we get a guy in a religion with a suit and a microphone telling us about the devil, right? But it's just a little bit deeper than that. There's actually four in the Western genre. It's actually Belial, Lucifer, Satan, and Leviathan. And they are much more real than I think we know. So you're saying
1: that Lucifer and Satan are two different people and they're all different people. people. They're 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 they're, they're spiritual
0: angelic forces, yeah.
1: So
0: it's yeah. Lucifer and Satan aren't the same, then? Okay. No. And, and, and Lyle and Leviathan are separate, too. And beneath that is eight, and beneath that is legions upon legions upon legions that is believed. And I do believe it's true. And now when we get into all this horrible stuff, like the child trafficking and this this yeah. incredibly sick, sacrificial stuff, um, is it true? I hate to say my, my My opinion is yes. Oh, my and god. It's very well veiled and held back. I mean, even look at the Epstein stuff. Look at look at how how much. Yeah, a little bit gets exposed, but does anybody get prosecuted? Nah, n- not not a chance.
1: Yeah, that's just not,
0: <laughs> you're, you're dealing with some of the elitist people in the world.
1: They're all evil. <laughs> they're well, doing so
0: and and evil. where does all this go? I mean, when you look at it, um, there's some very ancient documents I have access to. It is really cool and anybody can figure it out but but the bottom line is they actually see the evil spirits were not only incarcerated here but they were literally imprisoned right at the molecular level of creation itself and that's why they hate the human race and not only do they hate the human race they hate creation They hate it because they're imprisoned in it. And it's very interesting because many of the ancient texts from the Hunas, the Egyptians, the Vedantic, the Tibetan Lamas, the Kabbalistic stuff, the rabbinical stuff, they all talk about when someone could be raised from the dead. They literally had to have those four major entities and the cohorts beneath them involved. And this stuff sounds like, oh, it's just an allure, but it's true in my opinion. Um, And according to these documents, there's some very, very secret stuff going on here. And that's why what seems to usurp it all is the divinity at the top of the pyramid. They literally say our souls are created hundreds and hundreds of dimensions above astrology. It's past any molecular constructs, and then that's called the Briatic world, and or now the world of Absolute, which is really divine. And there's 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions up there. I actually have a diagram. If you wanted me to show you that, it's really yeah,
1: cool. I'd love to
0: see it. You want to see it? Yeah. Let's fire it up. Okay, I'm going to share my screen. If you're if you're not uh, in, in any delay here to do it, let me see here. Wow. Okay, here it goes. Let's see select window. We want to do the entire screen. Awesome. Okay, good. So let me come over here. And uh, this is a really cool diagram. I love showing. Can you see my screen right now?
1: Yeah, let me bring it up.
0: Yeah. Well, for some reason, not allowing me to access that diagram. So I'll come over here and access it from another place. I'm on a Mac. So Um, let me see if I can't, there we go. So are you
1: people who can't see it on the radio? He's showing me a diagram, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What what I'm showing and I'll I'll try and explain it. Here it is. I'll put it up on the screen. So this is a a very ancient model where it says, you know, whatever your belief in divinity, God, whatever it is, you know, guy, woman in the sky, Mm -hmm. uh, Buddha, Jesus, whatever. Um, God is above or creation, the creational divine force is above all creation. Our souls are believed to be created where, where my cursor's circling, which is way at the top of this stacked tree or you could say hierarchy and uh-huh. there's no astrology up here. In fact, they don't even know what's up there. I certainly don't. But it seems to be an exceedingly high divine vibrational set of worlds where there's 49 dimensions, 49 subdimensions in it. It's the area where the souls are created, very divine. The next worlds down, Briah, is where the waters of creation get much more dense. And this is where the spiritual worlds really start becoming much more solidified. And you can see these are the hierarchies of angels over on the right. The seraphims, cherubims, and the throne rule the upper ones. The dominance, virtues, and powers are believed to rule the next worlds down. Then you get into something a lot of people may have heard of. There's a text in the ancient Hebrew called, called the Yetzirah. S-
1: s- we can't see. It. There we go. Okay. There, can you see it now, hon, Cindy? Okay. I had to take you off so they could see it.
0: Oh, okay. So, all right. So now, now should I keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So like I said, I'll just review real quick. So the very first top dimension, each one of these worlds has 49 dimensions and 49 sub dimensions believed to be in them. The top one absolute is where souls are believed to be created. And this is very divine stuff. And us human beings have souls, but it's believed there's a many different types of souls. The next worlds down, bryas, where the waters of creation get much more dense. And again, they say there's 49 dimensions, 49 subdimensions. And you can see over here in the upper right, these are the hierarchies of angelic beings that are believed to rule this, the seraphims, cherubims, and the throne at the top, the dominance, virtues, and powers. Next, notice down here, we see the worlds of Yetzirah. Now, this is interesting because many people may have heard of a text in the ancient Hebrew, in the Hermetic, and all these different philosophies called the Sefer Yetzirah. Sefer means book, Yetzirah means formation. And this is where the physical worlds and the quantum physicists' dimensions are believed to be. And they claim that there is 49 parallel universes And 49 subdimension in each one. Now I can't even figure out my universe, so I sure as heck can't figure (laughs) out. (laughs) You know, I'm still trying to figure out how to balance my checkbook. But anyhow, the bottom line is this is exceedingly complex. The last world's down is a seia, which is a strange word that means the astral planes. This is where the disincarnate souls, I don't care if you're a human or a dog or an animal, we all, the soul is believed to go into the lower astral planes, which they claim is 49 dimensions and 49 subdimensions oh. as well. So you're talking about some serious, serious, you know, compartmentalization here. And of course, here we are in these meat suits called bodies in, in Earth. And notice the fourth hierarchy. Those are our little friends that we talked about before. Lucifer, Satan, Belial, yeah, and Leviathan. The yeah, yeah. And there's eight beneath them. I didn't draw them in there, but there's, they're literally legions beneath. And it, and it is believed that they are incarcerated right into the molecular creational structures of this dimension, at least. They may be in many others. So that's where the DNA and the reptilian stuff might be coming from, in my opinion. And this is why our DNA is resonant with the celestial influences. I believe that the heavens, what we call astrology, is really the portals this is why the suns are so bright is because they're portals coming down from the upper divinity and the upper light and it's they modulate things I mean go stand in front of the sun try and live without the sun the sun has so much more energy than science can relate to you know many scientists will tell you well we thought it was fission, fission and now we know it's uh, not maybe it's plasma maybe it's this maybe it's that well whatever it is. Life couldn't exist without yeah. stars. They're magical. For You know, vitamin D and x-rays and all this stuff and magnetics is just one area our myopic little brains can get our heads around. But I think there's so much more going on than just that. So this is really, but now notice, here's another diagram that I really love to show. And this, let's see if I can find this thing. Um there's a really cool little diagram that shows the uh, see, it's got me trapped here in the Mac. Here, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm actually running parallel. You have a here.
1: comment about Lucifer, uh... He says oh, I'm sure
0: that I don't want to raise a lot Hindu. of comments but um yeah here <laughs> no it's not uh, about
1: it's a, he's just saying yeah. that Lucifer the light burner and Hindu Kali are the same types they both well, well he's
0: right yeah it, yeah there's there's no question that there's synonymous deities in all of the uh, the ancient Vedantic stuff is stunning there, there's uh a really good document that I have that compares the ancient Genesis and Torah creational beings to the um, to, to the uh, deities in the Vedantic hierarchies. And there's once you get past the dogmas of the religions and you start looking at what are they really saying in these metaphoric stories, it's pretty accurate. See, this diagram right here is interesting because there's this story about you know the demon nama. Um, also, people may have heard of you know different different versions of this, where the story with Adam and Eve, you know, where before a- uh, Adam and Eve there was another, um, th- uh, I forget her name, but it, I think it was Namaz, the, the Hebrew name, and uh, was to be brought in, and she refused to be the wife of Adam. Well, that's a story that we hear in the West, but this same story shows up in the Vedantic quite accurately, and that is the moon's nodes. They actually say the angularity of the earth has a lot to do with the demonic intertwinement of the trap that we're all in, in reincarnational processes with the moon. And you can see the north node is known as Rahu in Vedic astrology. It represents our perception of reality and time. If you... If you go to India, they're very accurate. They'll say, Well, this whole world is called a Purusha. Well, what does that mean? That means the illusion of time or Maya, right? And I always say, Well, drop a brick on your foot and call me in the first of the month. It's not that much of an illusion. But on the other hand, they're absolutely right because that's where K2 comes in. K2 is the liberation from this physical world of illusion. Now, Western astrologers will know that as the Tail of the dragon. This is really deep stuff. But I can tell you, it certainly seems to have a lot of impact on what we call our time of incarnation genetically. Because, you know, the average human being will live somewhere between 70 and 100 years old. And I can tell you, it's all different for all of us. And some people die very young. But when you look at the yogas in Vedic astrology and Nadi astrology, particularly, it is so accurate. It's creepy um, how the effects of a person's life will be shown by these nodes. It's it's pretty pretty wild stuff. See, Vedic astrology again is a bit of a pop term. What it really means is Jyotisha. Jyotisha means the science of the light of the soul, and uh, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I I always love. To, to show this diagram, it's out of the interesting
1: Vod-Gita. stuff. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I like seeing all that. Oh, yeah. It makes it easier to understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you can see here, if I, my computer's really hanging up here. I don't know why, but um, let's see if we can get this to work. Um, yeah, it's not working. There we go. So now you can see this diagram. This is many people will recognize. This, this is just a plate out of the Bhagavad Gita. But this white etheric energy is the stuff science cannot measure. You know, allopathic medicine is really good at measuring all your body, you know, blood types and genetics and DNA and, you know, all your blood work and all that stuff. But they hit the wall, right? When it comes to spirit, psyche and soul, this is that white etheric energy that is really addressed at looking at karma and the path of the soul. You know, it's really, really powerful stuff. Again, I always claim, forget Neil Morpheus and Trinity, because it's really, they actually say the solar system is a a matrix. Um, In fact, they call planets graha in Sanskrit and Tamil. And graha actually means Caesar or grasper of the aura. And you think about that, it's pretty wild. If you study your time periods in vedic astrology called dashas it's pretty astounding how much life changes as those move and they're set by the moon in the lunar mansions at the time you and i first drew first breath see these are what we call lunar mansions these are the 27 there's actually 28 in the egyptian astrology but there's 27 lunar mansions that surrounds the earth my computer's really slow i don't know why but um
1: there's so sur- if- they surround
0: the earth yeah you'll see as soon as this thing gets done flipping zeros and ones it'll show up uh there we go so the um this this um is a zodiac that is in between the earth and the moon and i don't care how much the astronomers polish the lenses on their telescopes, they're not going to see this one either because it is a spiritual construct which is eerie how accurate it is. It totally shows the matrix that the soul drops into in the perception of reality called time. You know, we're truly spiritual beings having a physical experience. If you look at when we're born when we're spanked on the rear end in the delivery room, they say there's a mark that's made between our nose and our upper lip when we draw first breath. Now, that oh. mark might show up a little bit before, but that, that's the mark of silence. And that's kind of this big, thick dash line here, which psychology and psychiatry likes to call the division between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Um Really, what I like to call the conscious mind is the present personality. It's not us. It's the keyboard, the mouse, and the screen, or if you like, the steering wheel, the gas pedal, and the brakes that we control our physical five-sense reality interaction of these lives with. It's not us, but Hmm. it's an elemental that is formed when we are born and tied into these bodies that allows us as like almost an avatar type experience to experience the physical world. And astrology is the modulator in what we like to call time interacting with that in each individual's own unique, very special way um, to the soul. There's no two astrology charts the same. They're completely uh, different. And forget all this sun sign crap. You know, when you, you look at every Aries, every Taurus, every, uh, you know, sun sign you want, uh, look them in the eye, and light them all up. And there's not a single one of us the same not a single one. There's general traits to the astrology in sun sign astrology, but it's love, light, and cluelessness. When you look at Vedic astrology, you start seeing the yogas that form in your birth chart that are completely unique to you. And there's stars that rule every single degree of the zodiac that, that are fixed stars are really powerful. And they line up totally different for everyone in different, unique ways. Very sacred stuff. It's the code of angels. They actually say the angel ties the spirit psyche and soul to the embryo at conception, not at birth, at at, at conception. And that period of time, which most women is about nine months, right? Um, we, We are literally in converse with that angel, they claim. And then when... We exit the womb, that's when we're knocked out. That's the, the, the upper portions of the spirit, psyche, and soul are, are subdued. Now, some people are very psychic, very intuitive, and they can see on the other side. Um, others, most of us can't, you know. And if we can, it's only for glimpses. They actually say, if we could see what was about us, all the spirits and the angels and the extraterrestrials, we probably would flip our cookies. We probably <laughs> I wouldn't bet. be able to have it. I flipped my cookies oh. anyway so I figured Well know, the why. last
1: 5 minutes can you um if, if if somebody wants to learn how to do this do, how would they learn, learn how to learn how to do, how to do what vita um, astrology
0: Oh <laughs> yeah um you mean learn how to, to study yeah. astrology Oh god well,
1: you do, this this that, particular
0: Well, I I would humbly submit that that is a lifelong endeavor and you'll never figure it out ever. I mean, studying this stuff, just about close to 50 years, it's about 48 years now. And the more I get to know, the more humble I get. And um, you certainly get good at it, but you have to be very humble. When I do readings for people... I spend about 35 minutes, 40 minutes before I even get on the phone or the Zoom with them. We do everything by Zoom now, and um, which is wonderful because people can record the whole session. They yeah. can see everything. See location astrology. I, I use You were asking before, what type of astrology did I use? I really am strong in Nadi and Vedic astrology. That's my core systems. Uh Then I use ancient traditional astrology too, which came up out of Egypt and Greece and all that into the medieval times. And then I use location astrology. And I also prescribe gemstones. I make talismans for people that are really cool. It's natural untreated gems, but I set them astrologically at really good times. And then I look at your location astrology, and then one of the coolest types of astrology is interrogation. Now, some people may know that as horary. I hate that word. It's a Latin term. Oh, no. Latin should have stayed out of this. But the bottom line is it's it's called interrogation. It's a really amazing astrology. You don't need your birth time. You can ask a question about anything. Where's my cat? Where's my keys? Um, oh, you know, wow. should I... Should I pursue this course of action? And it gives you a really good reflection back. It's like a mirror of reality. It it truly is the mirror, mirror on the wall. That's
1: amazing. I'd like to have that done someday.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Um, Oh, I do it every session. You know, when I'm with people, people always ask questions. Well, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, doing this or moving and I'll cast a chart and I'll look at the Eastern horizon becomes the querent. And whatever houses, whatever issue you're asking about, you look at the house that rules that. See every yeah. area of life, everything under the sun is is literally ruled by all the hierarchical planets, signs, and houses in astrology. It's pretty stunning.
1: It's pretty we stunning. have a couple minutes left. What do you think is going to happen with the election, according to the stars? You,
0: well, you... I, I think going? they're going to cause a lot of trouble. They do not want Trump in the White House, and they know he's going to get in there. Um, they will do anything to keep him out of there. And I can tell you. Um, I know a lot of people hate Trump, right? And a lot of people love Trump. So I'm not here to say anything because I get hate mail if I say anything one way or the other. So, but I will say this, Donald Trump has some of the most bizarre astrology. He won the election in 2016, right when primary directed sun crossed over his ascendant, And I was probably one of the only astrologers that I know of that said he's going to win. And he also... Had the election fiasco happen, and that's all I'll say about that one, right when Uranus crossed his ascendant by primary direction in 2020. And now he has transiting Uranus going across his midheaven. Now, people may say, all right, great. What does all this mean? Well, Uranus crossing his midheaven is literally talk about a roller coaster ride. Plus, he has Jupiter for the first time in twelve years, and I can tell you, Donald Trump won't be running for president twelve years from now.
1: I, I don't him. think so. so
0: no. He's so he's got a hell of a shot of winning, but the owners don't want him in there no. at all. So whether you hate this guy or love this guy, I can tell you, he's got a real shot. He, um, I think, what's going to happen? I, I don't see Biden running. Uh, they're going to dust somebody else off. And it might be gruesome. I'm sorry. I meant Newsome. I call him gruesome, but um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he kind of is. But um, yeah, this is going to be crazy. They're going to cause a lot of trouble this year. Um, they want, and and the owners always have a tactic where they'll create complete diversion and insanity to direct attention over here. That might start in April. This whole situation in the Middle East could get far worse and Russia too
1: Unfortunately.
0: And, uh, yeah and a lot of people are going to die and I don't care which side you're on you're human and you know this this is really not good for the human race period yeah. And here's what I see is this summer this fall, the United States is under some of the most dangerous energy it's probably seen in a long, long time. And I personally think they've engineered some very dangerous stuff to happen. And I'm very concerned about the United States this fall, coming up right before the election. So if we survive that, we'll have an election. And if we do, Uh I don't see anybody stopping Trump unless they put a bullet in him. And believe me, they've tried that many times and that they will try again. But um, we are in a very dangerous world right now, more wow. dangerous than we've seen in a long time. And economically, um, you know, forget Biden. But Biden can't even he can't even tell what time it is. He, he's gone. He's gone, <laughs> guy. If it's even him half the time. But the owners behind him, you know, this George Carlin was right. Forget the politicians. You have owners, and they own this place. They truly do, and. All these politicians, they all dance to one thing, the money, because, and even the ones that don't, they're forced to dance to the money because everything comes down to financial capability. And uh, so I I have
1: to leave it at that. We're we're going to
0: see insanity. We have a 50-50 chance of even not having an election. If this danger this fall happens, like the astrology says, but more on that. Yeah, go to my YouTube channel, Jeff yeah. Harmon Astrologer. The reason why we're talking about this, as it, it, things develop and the astrology becomes Definitely I unraveling. definitely
1: am going to check it out. And You guys check it out too. And I hate to end yeah. this because it was really good today. Um, but thank you so much, Jeff. Can't wait to meet your wife.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much to, uh, to, to for having me on. Yeah. Are you going to be yeah, at the expo? Are you going to be at the expo? Uh,
1: no, she's going to be on the. She's. I think she's going to be on the. Oh, that's show. right. She's
0: coming on your show. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. All right. Good. Well, thank you again for joining us tonight, Jeff, and thank you out there, and thank you for participating in the comments, and thank you on TikTok. And you have a great night. And thanks again for tuning in to Chase and Prophecy. You have a great one.
0: You bet. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye bye. Don't want to end. Never wants to end. Doesn't want to leave me. Oh, doesn't want me to go. See how this does. I hit the end, but it doesn't want to let me go. <laughs> oh well, Sean's gonna get mad. Well, that's too bad. Here we go. Now it's gonna end. Come on, Ed. <laughs>